Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase. It's Thursday. We're heading very close to the weekend, and it's great to have your company here on Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe with you. Going to be joined by an old friend of the program very shortly, a man who uh, just had a lot of duties with uh, calling races, so we hadn't we haven't heard from him for a while. He's just about to call the sixth at Sandown Park, and we'll get to that in just a moment. In fact, they're probably just running now, but we are going to get to James Vandermart very, very shortly. It's been a fun day with David Taggart and with Cam Luke. It's been a big, big afternoon. They have been as good today as you will ever see. D, D Taggart still alive in the Gosford Quaddy. We're going to give you that in a second. He's still alive in the Armadale Quaddy as well. We'll give you the Quaddy approximates for that very shortly as well. Join us at any time, 499 736 Seven three six. If you want anything, if you have anything you want to add and ask James Vandermart, please feel free. We're going to go through all the latest news and views in the world of greyhound racing, and of course, take all the racing action in as well. As I said, oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. I'm just going to reach over my desk here and grab the uh, grab the computer. So. I can find Tags's quaddy approximates because that is very important. If you've had a fill up as well with the boys, let us know because I want to know how your pockets are, where you started, and where you finished for the day. You don't have to give raw, you don't have to give the exact numbers, but I just want to know how your day ended up because Tags and Cam Luke have provided you with an absolute fill-up. Coblenz wins the sixth at Sandown Park. Short price favourite, $1.40. Keep It Blue is your second place. Sweet Petite is in third. So two, one, and three in that order. 0499 736 736. We're going to get plenty of Greyhound action in. They're running, as I said, at Sandown Park. So the next one in about 18 minutes' time. Later on this evening as well, Bonnington's back. Mitchabaya in the house. Watchdog down the line. It's going to be a huge night of Lids Fly action. And I cannot wait to hear them all uh, go head to head. Bonnington doing a fantastic job. We'll welcome in James Vandermart in just a moment when he rejoins us on the line. He's just been calling the sixth at, uh, at Sandown Park and no doubt doing a fantastic job of that. Uh, we'll have a look as well throughout as I just pull up the run sheet from James Vandermart, a little that he sent me a little bit earlier. We're going to chat around, chat about today's racing. He's calling, as we said at Sandown Park. He's going to give some tips for later on. We'll go through a few winners. We might even get uh, a co-trainer on 
We're just waiting confirmation, so we won't announce who it is just yet. But we may or may not, uh, we may or may not be able to get them on in a moment. James Vandermart having some issues connecting, as it were, right now. We'll try and sort that out uh, as we go. I'll just turn that on there, and hopefully Jimmy V will be able to hear us in just yes. a moment. Oh, he's back. Hey, Jim, Aye. welcome. You know what? I just had to hit the one little button, uh, the B button, and that means that we send programming down your way. How are you, mate? I haven't spoken to you in so long. Yes, mate. It's it's. I'm going well. It's it's good to be back on the uh, on the deck. I guess you could say it's been a while between drinks, mate. But it's an exciting time where we're building up now toward the uh, the Melbourne Cup and and all of the big races. And tonight at Sandown, as we yeah. just heard, Kablin's winning the previous. Uh, he he is right now. Just about the pick to win the Melbourne Cup. That's how good he just went a moment ago. 29-16, 4.93 early. He's pushing the record to the first split. And to be honest, uh, Johnny, that's that's where the big dogs win their races. Absolutely. Now, we, we have gotten you on on a busy schedule tonight, so you're going to duck in and out between races. We do appreciate it. Now, for the listeners out there, Jimmy, we need to let them know as well, because the racing action, because of daylight savings, all of that, this will be one of the last thrill of the chases that we have for the next couple of months, because obviously racing goes a little bit later, so we're going to go wall-to-wall uh, horse racing. will be on until 6pm on trackside, and then that rolls in to, uh, to more racing action into night racing as well. So we thought we'd get you on for one of the last shows for the next few months, and just really talk about uh, greyhound racing yeah mate and i'm happy to uh, to be back as well and, and hopefully once we we get through the spring carnival we can bounce back to uh, to a bit more normality as well obviously here in victoria with uh, with this uh curfew at the moment it's made things a bit tricky because you feel like everybody's trying to squeeze everything they can in into those curfewed hours so no look uh, looking forward to the spring carnival whether it be the, the gallops the greyhounds or the harness but uh in particular the greyhounds and, and the thoroughbreds i think it's it's just starting to to really shape up now. You're seeing that the big name horses go around, the big name greyhounds are now sort of, you know, really starting their campaigns to try and win the big races. And for the greyhounds, the ultimate race to win is the Melbourne Cup. And race number eight is the countdown feature. It's a special event as we count down the dates to uh, to November 26, which is Melbourne Cup night here at Sandown Park on a Friday night. Uh, and the, the winner of the... Uh, the, the eighth race at Sandown Park this afternoon gains automatic entry into the heats of the Melbourne Cup. Now, the only other way to qualify is either a one an exemption race. For example, the Adelaide Cup is an exemption race, so they therefore qualify to go into the heats, or you have to go through the Prelude series. And the Greyhounds that finish higher up the order in the Preludes then uh, take preference when it comes to the heats of the Melbourne Cup. So the, the best thing I think about that system is you really get to see Greyhounds set their campaign, set their target, and there's going to be right now, I'd say, two or 300 greyhounds that are, are all trying to, to hit the pinnacle of this sport, climb the biggest mountain, which is the Melbourne Cup. Absolutely. And we'll be on air for that uh, that qualification race, I guess we'll call it, in about 34 minutes time. So you'll be calling that. You'll leave us. We'll take you in your, your call and you'll come back. So it'll be like you never left, Jimmy. Yeah, that's right, mate. And the good thing is, because I'm calling as well, it is actually like I've never left because you, I'll be going, you'll be crossing to me Correct. and it'll be me again. So, Correct. hey, it's, uh, it works out all right. But how have you been anyway, Johnny? I've Keeping been, busy, mate? I've been very busy, mate. We haven't we haven't had you on for three or four weeks, obviously, due to curfews and yeah. lockdowns and all this. It's been earlier racing. So, um, it is lovely to have you on. And, and no, mate, I've been, I've been well. We're just flat out, obviously, coming into a very busy time of the year uh, with Trackside and... Uh, yeah, everything's going well. What about yourself, Jim? 
Yeah, going well, mate. And how about the uh, the AFL this year? Yeah. Wasn't wasn't that a, a wonderful result? Oh, yeah, we're winding the clock back a little bit, and I know there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of bulldog supporters who are, are tuning in. But I think you have to be proud, even if you're a bulldog supporter, because the way they put themselves into the game at, at half time and to to get to where they did after the travel, after finishing fifth, I, I thought was a wonderful effort. And I was actually having a bit of a chat, and and it could this could be sort of a bit of a topic, not just for for AFL but for racing as well. Is it is it better to lose sometimes before the big dance? And you know. We're even talking a Melbourne Cup in a sense. You might have the favourite in the Melbourne Cup that then goes on to miss a place or finish down the track and, and you have so much disappointment and the pressure's really on. But I guess the flip side of that is, John, that if you do make a Melbourne Cup or, or you do play in a grand final, you get to experience something that, that you know everyone aspires to get to. I guess uh, from a football perspective, Jim, I, I think losing helps because you learn what you did wrong and how you can fix that and when then when you encounter it in the big days in the big games then you you know how to combat it i guess so for melbourne you know they lost three or four games and people sort of started to think oh okay maybe they're not as good as we thought but no they uh they learnt from their mistakes and they were able to bounce Mm. back in a big way it was it was great you and i haven't spoken about it mitch and i have but and bonners who's been on uh in your place over the last couple weeks it was fantastic you break a 56 year drought the only the only thing for me is, though, now, James, is being a St Kilda supporter, we're left with the biggest drought of 55 mm. years in history. So um, we got to yeah. be next, surely. Uh, look, it, it makes it a little bit tastier, I think, when, when there is such a drought. And, and, and for Melbourne, like, I think it was it was one of the most watchable grand finals, I think, that, oh, yeah. that I could recall. And look, probably a little bit of a pity that it wasn't here in Victoria. But by gee, it, it seemed to have everything. And, yeah, look, and when you look at the midfield, the, the back line, the forward line of, of, of the Melbourne footy club, I mean... They're, they're a scary proposition going forward. I actually thought all year, I just kept writing them off. I'm like, no, nah, not this year. They're not ready, but they are ready. And, and I tell you what, right now, that they could be the, the Richmond, the you know former the Bombers, or, or even right back to the early 2000s when, yeah. when Brisbane were able to you know continue to win flag after flag. They, they just have that lineup. But I will say, I'm giving a little tip here. Yeah. You know who I'm expecting to, to run a race next year when it comes to the AFL? Who's that? I reckon the Blues. Yeah, I think I think it's, oh, well, it's... Look, we say this every year, but I think it's now or never for them. New coach, Michael Voss. They've got a mm. great ball winner in Adam Chera, who's yep. just come into the club. They've got Lewis Young, who's now going to be a key uh, defensive post and a bit of extra ruck work as well. They've got a lot of players coming in. George Hewitt's a great uh, ball user off halfback. I think there's no excuses now, Jimmy, yeah. we could say for the Blues next year. If they don't make it, I tell you what, the, the heat will be on, but... Uh, I'm already looking forward to uh, to the footy next year. I'm looking forward to the Boxing Day uh, test first, and then the footy will be my main focus after that. But um, it was a fantastic season. Hey, what I do need to say is that Tags and Cam had a massive fill-up today. The pockets of the listeners are full. But Tags is still alive in two quaddies. He's alive in the Gosford quaddy uh, with Illustrating Law winning at $6 there in the last race at Gosford. So... We're gonna. I'll have a look at the. Uh, I'll have a look at the quaddy approximates with only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven runners in the next race at Goss. In the next race at Gosford, he's got four, five, six, and ten, which means it's, that he's a good chance to get this. I must say. So we're gonna have a look at the. Uh, we're gonna have a look at the approximates. Probably we'll take a break shortly. Let you go back to uh, to some to some uh, calling duties because you are 10 minutes away but we do have it you have put together a little show for us as well jimmy so we're going to go back through uh through the card today at sandown we're going to 
relive what's taken place. We're going to talk. Are we talking to um, an interviewee tonight? Well, look, I, I did try and chase up a, a very, very special guest, but unfortunately I haven't heard back as yet. So I, I know they uh, they are racing a lot at the moment. Uh, we won't mention who it was, but if, if we do happen to land this special guest, we, uh, we've we done very, very well nice. in, in fishing terms. But, uh, no, hopefully we can catch, uh, catch that big fish soon. But if not... Uh, when we do bounce back uh, after the spring carnival, I'll, I'll have to chase this this big fish up next time, I think. Absolutely. 0499 736 736. If you want to join us, uh, he, our man Jimmy Vandermart is back on the airwaves. And don't forget that the lids fly is coming up next. Jason Bonnington's in because Miles Fitzner, well, we don't know. We still don't know when he's back. Jimmy, he did a big week in Perth, and then he's back. Uh, well, he was in New South Wales selling sheep, but I think he's still stuck there at the <laughs> moment. So, Mitch Bay are going to be in, Bonnington in, the watchdog as well. Make sure you don't miss it because it's always a big, big night. Jimmy, it's great to be back with you. Let's take a break. We'll let you call and prepare for the next at Sandown. We'll come back. We'll run through tags as quaddy. We'll run through the approximates. And then when you're back... We're going to go through a big, another big show. How does that sound? Sounds perfect. All right. James Vandermart, John Donahoe with you. It's Thrill of the Chase. You are listening to Thrill of the Chase. We've just gone through tags, quaddy approximates. We'll give you those in just a moment. James Vandermart is here with me. And, Jimmy, we don't need to say goodbye to you just yet, uh, so we can have a look at the next at Sandown. Talk us through what you think uh, early looking at the uh, the market four minutes out. Yeah, look, there's a couple of tricky races here at Sandown, and, and this is definitely one of those. Uh, it's an interesting race. Favourite is Jarek Bale, and look, I, I think he's, he's a genuine contender. He's drawn box number three, which I think suits him being down near the inside. Um, he, he's a very, very strong chaser. So the key, I think, for Jarek Bale, just getting into a place at the first corner. And if he is, if he is sitting second, third, fourth through that first bend, I... I think he is the class runner and he's going to take a lot of beating. Um, Arlington bobbed up last week at a huge price to win. I just thought he could he could run an outsider's race. He was one for the first fours. Uh, so hazy off box one, I think, is a, a chance to run well. And, and boom, box hammer. This greyhound was able to beat one of our greyhounds up the straight at Hillsville last start. Um, and he overcame a slow start. Um, and he just, he just ducked and weaved through the field really well, boom, box hammer. And I feel he, he does his best racing when he draws box number eight. But... I thought Jarek Bale was, was clearly the dog to beat, especially when Fernando Mick was withdrawn. I just see him getting that room early. He's $1.70 now from $2.60, so I, I'm not sure we'll be playing music if he does win, <laughs> although he was $2.60 not too long ago. That's just how much money's coming for Jarek Bale, but I think he's the dog to beat. We just need to, to not get too far back at the start. Absolutely. Hey, this one off the text from PK and Karam. Uh, Tags pushed the winner in the 8th at Mornington, paid $34. Unfortunately, I took it earlier at 16s. I'm not being greedy, but 34s would have been nice. It certainly would have, PK. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he was in that sort of mood today, Tags. Now, uh, Armadale is just about to jump. I should say that Tags is also alive in this quaddy, um, Jimmy. So 1, 2, 3, 4, and 6. We'll give him that. We'll give you those numbers in a sec. James Vandermart's just... Going to head off uh, very mm. shortly. We've got you there still, James. Yes, mate. I'm uh, I'm still here, still kicking. But I was just having a look back through the form of Jarek Bale. And honestly, yep. I think if he, if he lobs with them, um, he's going to be mighty hard to beat. Now, I think the reason why we might be struggling to get our special guest on the show is because they do have a runner in this next race. It's Brooke and Jamie Ennis. So I'm giving away mm. who the special guest was. And uh, we're just trying to fit in a time where where we can have a chat to, uh, to the, the Ennis clan. Uh, of course, they had old news who 
won a, a heat of the Great Chase series and, and looks to be a really promising type. And we will we will chat about that Great Chase series as the the hour progresses. But uh, we're about two minutes away from this next one. I'm just hopeful, John, that mm. uh, that this one here, Jarek Bale wins because it's the first tip I've given since I've been back on air, yes. and I've had you know plenty of time to bounce back. And I think we were starting up that multi. We were. Just before I pulled the pin after having a bad first multi. So <laughs> hopefully we can kick off with a winner here, Jarek Bale. Hopefully on the toad it can top toad at 210-220 and we get to play some music. That's the plan anyway. Yes, it would be very nice. Jimmy, we'll let you uh, go prepare for this race. We'll speak to you on the other side Done. of the seventh. We will be with you for the call anyway. But uh, oh, happy calling there for James Vandermark. We'll let him go and do his thing as uh, they come down to the straight here at Armadale. Tag it. Will he get the quaddy here? He will, I think. He was with uh, one, two, three, four, and six. The one bolts in ahead of Scatman. He would have liked Scatman to get the quaddy there, uh, to get the win there. Scatman finishes second, but it's Chestnut Scaffer that gets the win. $285 for Taggart, and that's not a bad little result in the quaddy. As I just text him there, uh, he'll be happy with that. He'll be very happy with that. Well played, Taggart. Well played, Tags. All righty. So that's one quaddy in the books. Chestnut Scaffer gets the job done. One, two, and three, your numbers there. One o'clock, I should say, was the one that ran into second. Scatman in third. So one, two, and three. Some big, big quaddy approximates for him at Gosford. We'll get to those in just... Actually, let's go through the quaddy approximates at Gosford for tags just before we get to James Vandermart's call at Sandown Park. All right. Four, five, six, and 10 are the Gosford approximates uh, or the Gosford numbers for the final leg. So eyewitness number four will, will bring in $733.70. Five persistus persistus is $899. Number six Attribution, $1,002.40. And number 10, Perfect Style, $5,562.70. That is the one we definitely want. 0499-736-736-35. Sandown, I mean, from three... What's this one? Three, five at Sandown, I mean, from Maddie in Geelong. Two, five Quinella, he said before, but he, he meant three and five. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Let's take James Vandermart's call at Sandown Park. And the light turned on. Green light set to go now. Race seven. They're ready. And away, Jarek Bale out okay. Had a bump with So Hazy after the start and another bump then with Arlington and going out fast, carry on. Liam's going to take the lead from So Hazy. Jarek Bale now starting to wind into his gears. He's in a nice place now. Then clear to get the torque. Followed well back now to Arlington. Then boombox hammer and twisted reality last. Carry on Liam, the leader. A length in front to Jarek Bale who's trying to force through against the rail. Carry on Liam still with the head in front. He's holding Jarek Bale. Carry on Liam, won it by Liam. Jarek Bale, third so hazy, then got the talk. They were clear over. Wellback twisted reality. Arlington and Boombox Hammer, 29.41. 5, 3, and 1, your numbers there. 5, carry on Liam, $5.40. Jarek Bale, the one that James Vandermark gave a push to, number 3, finishes second. And so hazy, number 1 in third. They are your numbers for the seventh at Sandown Park. And remember that James said that the next race at Sandown Park, race number eight, 
The winner of that race will go straight through to the Melbourne Cup in late November. We'll give you the market here now. Baruga Smoke is number one. He's at $3.50. $2.90 for Lakeview Walter. Uh, Rearview Mirror would be an outside, a very outside chance at 151 to 1. Weblek Jet is number four uh, at $6. $2.60 for McCoolie's Lad out of the number six box. Tyler Durden, who's been a prolific winner over its career, uh, $23 is out of the seven box. And number eight, Mapunga Warrior is at $17. So as James Vandermart said, the winner of that next race at Sandown Park, race eight and 17 minutes, goes through to the Melbourne Cup, gets automatic qualification to the Melbourne Cup in late November. 0499736736. Mark from Melbourne. I managed to get 23% of the Mornington Quaddy, 7.3K for $84 outlay. Well done, Mark. Well done. Let me have a look at the uh, Mornington Quaddy and what it paid. I know that there was a massive winner in one of the other legs there. Let's just have a look at how it finished up. The Quaddy will pay. Quaddy paid $32,207. Wow. So obviously Thunder Pace was your $6 winner in the fifth. Think winning at $5.50 in the sixth. Apre Lemur at $10 in the seventh. And then the eighth, there was a big blowout with Serena at $34. That all up meant that the Quaddy paid $32,207. And as Mark from Melbourne said, he had 23% of it for an $84 outlay. That is serious money for Jam. Well done to you out there. If you had any of Tags' quaddies from earlier in the day, let me know on the temper text. 0499736736. Would love to know if you had any of the quaddies, if you were able to get your hands on uh, a few winners from Tags throughout the afternoon. As Mark said, he took 23% of the Mornington quaddie, 7500 for an $84 outlay. That Mornington quaddie, it finished up at 32000 207 with a blowout in the last race. Jimmy Vandermart is back. It's like he never left because we took that call there. And second for Jarek Bale. Yeah, and it was, it was a big run. If you get a chance to uh, to download the Watchdog app, and Johnny, if you haven't oh, downloaded yes. the Watchdog app now, I mean, what what are you doing? How many times told them? Yeah, I know. And I've been gone for a month, and, <laughs> and, and shortly in that month, they've downloaded the Watchdog app. But if you watch the replay, he began okay, and then he just smashed into the red, and then the four bumped him early. He, he worked really hard to get to second placing behind Carry On Liam, but he was first run back over 500 uh, after a couple of shorter runs. So that might have been telling at the end. And, and to be honest, when Carry On Liam led, he's coming off 600 metre form back to a 500. It's, it's, it was near impossible to run him down. So it'd be like Ariane Titmus, a length and a <laughs> half in front with 50 to go in a 200 metre. You, you're just not going to catch her. So, no, look, it was, it was a big run. Jarek Bale, time was good. He, he's going to win... I would suggest he would be competitive in a race like the Hume Cup over the 600. Um, Jarek Bale, it's a Group 1 uh, on Melbourne Cup Eve for the Thoroughbreds. So that's early November. So what's that, about three or four weeks away? Yeah, it's absolutely. probably all in betting out for that market now. So if you see Jarek Bale, he might be 20 or 30 to 1. That's the kind of race you'll see Jarek Bale go well in. And, Jimmy, just before you came back on, I was running through the... Uh, the the market for the next race, which you were saying will will have automatic qualification to the Melbourne Cup. Is that right? Yeah, into the heats of the into Melbourne the Cup. So, the... yeah, so to qualify for the heats of the Melbourne Cup is a bit harder than a normal series. You yep. have to either have, have won an exemption race or 
uh, competed and competed well throughout the Preludes of the Melbourne Cup, which we'll see over the, the sort of the next six weeks here. I think the Preludes begin either next week or the following week. And yeah, so it's a pretty hard series to even get a runner in the yes. heats. And, and a bit like what we were talking about before, about if you qualify for a Melbourne Cup or a grand final and you lose, it's a little bit fitting in the same way as a, as a Melbourne Cup heat because just to have a qualifier in the Melbourne Cup heats is so hard to do. And, and it's a credit to all owners, trainers and breeders who have a, a greyhound that gets to go around. And, and it's an honour to have a greyhound to go around in a, in a heat of a Melbourne Cup. Certainly is. On the other side of the news, we're going to quickly run through that. We are going to speak to Jamie Ennis, I believe. Yeah, I confirmed. I was going to try and get him on at 5.25 and that was when his dog was racing there. And I thought he's oh, yeah. probably going to need five or ten minutes to digress <laughs> and, and have a look at the replay. We'll chat to him about that run have got the talk in, in race number seven that just ran and, and also the Greyhound that he's got going through the Great Chase series who's unbeaten and looking very, very good. We'll do all of that after we get some news headlines from April in the newsroom. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Thrill of the Chase, John Donahoe, James Vandermart's back up and going with us as well. He'll be calling the races tonight at Sandown Park. So make sure you tune into those. We will play those for you, obviously, as well throughout the evening. Now, Jimmy, mm. I, can, I can hear you. I can hear myself coming through uh, your fader here. I don't know what's going on. Very off-putting to hear my own voice. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because normally normally I can sort of hear myself, but mm. this time I haven't been able to hear myself at all, which is probably a good thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's a couple of little gremlins That's in the system right. as there so often is. But I did speak a moment ago about uh, Jamie Ennis being on the show, and I said he'd already won a, a heat of the great chase. I was getting ahead of myself. That's how confident I am that he'll win tonight at uh, Warnable. He's actually racing the greyhound that we're going to speak about yes. tonight in a heat of the great chase. He won a a stock standard race at the Meadows last week, which I thought was the perfect preparation for the Great Chase series. Hence, I got a little bit of ahead of myself. But no, look, we'll chat to Jamie in a moment. And I think the greyhound he's got in is going to be a, a very big chance. Absolutely. We will speak to him in a moment. I just want to read this from Ronnie. Hey, guys, had a huge fill-up today with Tags and Cam. Going to have one bet tonight. And he's having a mozza on the next Weblek Jet at Sandown Park. So Ronnie's going big on Weblek Jet in the next. Good on you, Ronnie. All right. Hey, let's get into it because Jamie Ennis is on the line. So, Jimmy Vandermart, it's over to you. Yes, we're joined by Gun Trainer, part of a, a great training combination with his better half, Brooke Ennis. It's Jamie Ennis, mate. Hello to you. How are you? G'day, mate. How are you? Yes, I'm going very well, mate. Appreciate you uh, you taking the call. Are you are you warnable bound at the moment? Yeah, I got the designated uh, <laughs> trip down the uh, highway down to the Bulls, so it's not too it's not too bad here. The sun's out, so it could be a good night. Yeah, it's looking like it could be a good night for you, mate. I just wanted to chat about the, the Great Chase series. You're involved in it this year with old news. And to be honest, I felt like you'd given this dog the perfect preparation. You went for a grade six and seven uh, last time out at the Meadows. Now, for those who don't understand how the Great Chase work, heats are all over the place around Victoria. But the semi-final and the final, they're both held at the Meadows. So... This greyhound you've got tonight is old news going around. I, I got a little bit excited to the point that I'd already said it had won a heat of the great chase, just how good it was last week. But but how do you think you'll go tonight? Can it can it get through to the next round? Yeah, look, uh, obviously as planned, um, I did trial him down here um, well before the series started, um, before he first starts, uh, just in preparation that, um, you know, we happened to get through... Yeah, you know, sort of tonight. You know, I just want him to have a good look at the track. And like I said, uh, we took him to the Meadows on Saturday. He hadn't had a 500 before that, and he ticked that box. And uh, hopefully tonight, uh, a couple of vacant boxes to his outside. Uh, he gets a nice clear run mm. early, and he should be too good. 
Now, one thing I'm a little bit unsure of, obviously there's no protection when it comes to a trainer having a greyhound in the great chase because I noticed that you've also got Bop Bop going around in the same heat, drawn box number seven. Now, from what I can tell, old news looks to be the, the pick of those two. Yeah, that's right. Um, probably, uh, you know, there's probably three or four lengths um, at least between them. Uh, it's a bit disappointing that they're both in the same heats, but that's the way the cookie cookie crumbles and uh, yeah. hopefully he can still qualify and you know a bit of trouble from the other dogs and uh, he can get through in the second yeah did that did that cookie crumbling surprise you jamie that uh, that you you would draw the same race in a series like this with, with them being trained by the same trainer um look it doesn't seem to happen and i've looked through the other heats and people that have multiple runners um that sort of hasn't yeah. happened through the series so and being two heats you'd think they'd play some one in yep. each heat so that's probably is disappointing, but um, there's not much we can do about it. The fields are out, and uh, we've just got to play the cards we're dealt with. Yeah, that's it. No, look, I think you're a big chance with old news. Look, very promising through that uh, that Breeders' Series. What about uh, Sandown Park? You sent Brooke down to uh, to Sandown. Either you sent Brooke to Sandown or Brooke sent you to Warnable. I'm not too sure. But uh, uh, you had the, the Greyhound got the talk go around. He ran a very, very respectable fourth area. He was never on the track through the first corner. Did you get a chance to pull over and... And, and have a look on the Watchdog app at the, the run of Got the Talk? Yeah, look, he, he sort of uh, come back from a you know, bit of an injury and forced layoff and uh, he had no luck at all last week. And like you said, he was trapped off the track. They ran 29-4. He was probably only three lengths from the winner. So probably in the next coming weeks, he'll be a winner there uh, from an inside draw mm. in maybe slightly lesser opposition. Yeah, we might have to keep an eye on him. Put him in that Watchdog black book. Mate, just a, a question, I guess, out of, out of a bit of a left wing. Who would you rate right now as the Greyhound to beat or to win the Melbourne Cup? Have you got one in your kennel that you think can win the Melbourne Cup? Or is there a Greyhound out there that you think, gee, well, it's, it's going to be a real uphill battle to try and beat this in a Melbourne Cup this year? Oh, look, if, if you have to you know, put the benchmark dog, you'd have to say Ashton Rupi. But uh, in saying that, um, you know, it's going to play a big part with box draws with him because mm. he can hold a little bit at the start. And uh, I think when it comes down to those Group 1 races... You have a look at the heats and pretty much box straws tell you the story. Uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to have three or four Melbourne Cup runners now and basically every every runner had drawn pretty well in the heat, um, you know, that I actually got through. So, mm. you know, hence, oh, oh, you know, obviously we're in the next race at Sandown, we've got Baruga Smoke and he again too is coming from a, you know, pretty severe injury and you know that was his only his first 500 last Saturday night at the Meadows and mm. you know he's up he's up there tonight and um, I'm sure that even he if he drew the right box in a heat could win a heat of a Melbourne Cup but you know that's sort of once you get to that upper echelon of dogs it's pretty even amongst the you yeah. know you get the one or two dogs that are probably a bit better than the others but uh, you've probably got about 15 to 20 dogs after that that could easily make a final of that sort of race. Mate, you follow this interview perfectly. I reckon you could be doing my job because I was going to chat about Baruga Smoke and then go on to, to talk about the Melbourne Cup itself and your runners in the past. So you've, you've read me like a book there, mate. But I just wanted to chat because on air about half an hour ago, we were speaking about the disappointment of either making an AFL grand final and losing, for example, or making a, a Melbourne Cup and losing. How, how does it sit with you to, say, make a Melbourne Cup and lose? Is it, is it hard to... To, to walk away losing a Melbourne Cup, or, or do you sit there and go, wow, that was just an, an unbelievable thrill to be a part of a race like that? Um, on two points of that one, well, you have a look. Uh, I made it with a bitch called Off Pair 
probably about 15, you know, 12 years ago, and she won a heat at 33 to 1. Um, and Zippy Meg, well, when she won a heat, she was up against Dinah Double One and Fernando mm. Bale. So you're going there not expecting to actually have any, any chance at all of winning the final. Um, and then I had a runner, uh, Matt Machine, who yep. actually was putting himself right into the race on the first corner and it was probably only going to be a length off the lead. And Wernburner took him right off the track on the first corner and they only went 29.60. I think it was the year Ando's Mac won it. And I'm sure that if he got through um, on the first corner, he would have actually nearly won the race. So, yes, that night I was disappointed. But the other the other couple that you know come to mind, you just sort of say to yourself, well, you know, you're happy to have just made the final... If you get anything, it's a bonus. But, um, you know, it, it all depends on the, the quality of dog and the, you know, the, the realistic chances when yeah. the box draw comes out of what you actually think, you know, can mm. happen in the race. The expectation. Now, is that is that the race you want to win, Jamie, the Melbourne Cup? Is is that the race on the, the top of the list for, for you wanting to, to take home? Yeah, um, obviously, you know, we're lucky enough to win an Easter egg and that was a great night as well. But, um, you know, if you, if you had to pinpoint one race, you know, Prize money aside, everything, obviously, the Melbourne Cup's the uh, pinnacle of uh, greyhound racing. No, well, mate, we wish you well in your bid to try and win a Melbourne Cup. But first things first, good luck tonight with uh, with the, not only Baruga Smoke in the next race at Sandown, but also down at Warnable with both Old News and Bop Bop. And as you said, we'll be cheering for Old News, who you think's the, uh, the pick of the two down there. Thanks, Jimmy. Jamie Ennis there joining us. A really good chat there with James Vandermart. Uh, Tags as Quaddy is going to finish up here at Gosford. We'll hope for a win there. Jim, we've got to get to a very quick break. Uh, but on the other side of it, you'll be gone because you've yes. got to just call for the next. But a quick tip before we let you go. Look, honestly, it's a tough race. I've gone McCauley's lad, but I think Lakeview Walter, Baruga Smoke and Webleck Jet could all win the race. But I, I'm going to lean to the six on top with that pace. And I think Lakeview Walter could run a sneaky race. But honestly, mate, I've looked at this form two or three times and I keep coming up with different results. Beautiful. Well, you're happy to come back after that and, uh, and finish off the show with us? Perfect, mate. Beautiful. More from James Vandermart on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Oh, what a few minutes it's been. D Taggart wins a quaddy for about 750 bucks at Gosford. And then Sandown Park, Baruga Smoke, number one for Brooke Ennis, who we just spoke to, uh, who I, I imagine is the wife of uh, the man we just spoke to in Jamie Ennis. Baruga Smoke gets the job done. $4, it wins. Mapunga Warrior, the eight, finishes in second. Pays 10 bucks top tote if you had that for the play. So what a few minutes that was. James Vandermart's going to wrap up his duties on the TV and then join us back here on the other side of it. If you are uh, wondering who won at Gosford, Tags had all four in the quaddy. He had four, ten, five, and six. He got the four. Eyewitness gets the job done. Perfect style nearly got home, and that would have won him... <laughs> That would have won him about ten thousand, uh, five thousand bucks, I should say. But eyewitness gets home, and in the end, let's have a look at what the quaddy paid overall: seven hundred and thirty-three dollars. Love that for David Taggart: seven hundred and thirty-three dollars and seventy cents. Oh uh, four double nine seven three six seven three six. Uh, I'm just being accused of yelling into the mic, and the the people next door, Sam McClure and Jared Healy can hear me so the, they need a bit more soundproofing on these uh, on these studios but it's uh, you know what it's nice to have your company regardless right around the country so 
The one goes straight through to the Melbourne Cup heats at San- after that win at Sandown in Baruga Smoke. Jamie Ennis, we just spoke to. He'll be thrilled. Is there a chance now to go into that uh, that big, big day in late November? David Taggart's had an absolute fill-up. couple off the text. Uh, Maddie says, the Great Chase is one of my favourite races on the calendar on uh, for greyhound racing. Uh, Noddy from Cranbourne, echo, echo, turn it off and turn it back on again. That's a good one, Noddy. Uh, appreciate that. That was uh, in relation to me being able to hear myself there with James Vandermart. He is back. Uh, Jimmy, we just spoke to Jamie Ennis and Brooke oh. Ennis, the trainer of Baruga Smoke. Yeah, and look, he gave Baruga Smoke a bit of a push that he's on the comeback trail and Look, that was a terrific run. He won it through the first corner. He, he was sort of joining the leader at the first bend, and, and then he was just able to accelerate through that first corner, uh, put four or five lengths on them, and, and he's raced his way now into a heat of a Melbourne Cup with that win. So, look, maybe it was funny that we spoke to Jamie about the Melbourne Cup and that it was the race that he, he's, he's desperately wanting to win. Well, he's in the driver's seat now because he's gone 29-21, which is definitely quick enough to win a Melbourne Cup. And he's now got an automatic entry into the heats. There aren't many greyhounds around that have that position that he's in now. So, look, they can they can elect the perfect plan from here, uh, target that heat night of the Melbourne Cup, and and yeah, he's he's in he's in the driver's seat. Both he and Brooke Ennis with uh, with Baruga Smoke after that win. What'd you make of the run overall? It looked pretty clean. Win in the end. Yeah, look, the time's everything, really. He he showed a lot of pace. Eighteen sixty nine down the back. That was Baruga Smoke at his best. Um, he's, he's competed a couple of the country cups and ran really, really well as well. So I think we forget how good he can be. And, and he's just showed that there with that 29-21 run. And but when, when you go back in history and you look at all of the winners of the Melbourne Cup, you, you don't have to run a breathtaking time every year. And obviously Hardstyle Rico set the race record when breaking the track record last year. But it's pretty rare you see them go that quick in a Melbourne Cup. There's a lot of pressure at the first corner. And you really need the greyhound that's going to a handle that pressure, but also be able to get into a good place through the first corner. And I guess you do that by showing early speed and mid-race pace, and that's what Baruga Smoke's full of. Absolutely. Now we've got a couple of minutes left before we wrap things up, Jimmy. Anything else you want to touch on before we go? And we will get some bets from you for the rest of the night at Sandown Park as well. Yeah. Look, Baruga Smoke obviously winning that one. That's the, the Melbourne Cup that we were chatting about. But the other the other part of the chat was the Great Chase series and. Uh, the heats continue. The uh, final is in two weeks from now, or just under two weeks on the Wednesday afternoon at the Meadows. So all of these heats that we're seeing at the moment from the Great Chase, they'll then become semi-finals um, at the Meadows next Wednesday. And then the uh, the, the semi-finals, obviously, the, the Greyhounds that finish, I think it's top two through to the final from four semi-finals. They compete in the Great Chase series. The Bendigo Cup heats are on uh, Saturday Yes, Saturday night. I was just getting confused because Bendigo are racing a lot at the moment. But uh, they're racing Saturday and Sunday at Bendigo. The heats of the cup on Saturday night. Really, really hard series. A lot of depth throughout that. And and obviously the Adelaide Cup was the other thing I thought we should touch on with the great Aston Rupee, who, who Jamie suggested was the greyhound to beat when it comes to the Melbourne Cup, even this far out. Uh, Aston Rupee goes around in the Adelaide Cup drawn box number eight. Now, speaking of exemption races and, and finding your way into a, a big race. That is exactly what Aston Rupee did. He won the head-to-head match race series at Angle Park a couple of weeks ago. And I don't think there's too many places that do this, but by winning that match race series, he bypasses the heats and he starts in the finals. So that's why Aston Rupee didn't compete in the heats. And that's why he's in the final tomorrow night at Angle Park. And look, 
clear runs. There isn't a greyhound in the country that can run the time he does. But mm. as Jamie said, he, he can sometimes be a little bit hit or miss. And, and if he does miss, well, it opens the race up. And when you get to Group 1 level, same with, with any code, whether it be the, the Gallops or, or the Doggies or even in, in sport, when you're at the top level, you only need to set one foot out of place and there are challenges left, right and centre. So, look, he's clearly the dog to beat. The Sydney Cup's the other, the other series that's going on at the moment. The Stayers um, up at uh, Wentworth Park, they were racing last night and that looks a, a very strong series. Stanley Road, Miss Esme, a couple of the greyhounds that, that I thought went really well. So, no, look, plenty of good racing no matter where you look, mate. It's, uh, it's a busy time. Very nice. Now, have you got... Any bets for us throughout the night, either at Sandown Park or elsewhere? Yes, I'll be able to give you a couple for Sandown Park tonight. We've got, obviously, a handful of races left. Look, I've tipped number six in the next Hebridean Black. This Greyhound's last two runs have been really good coming back. So whether or not he can handle box number six in this class, I'm not too sure. But I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat. Um, and then the last race, race 12, I thought one Molly Blazer and five Earthworm Jim. They look the uh, the main two. And Earthworm Jim came through that uh, Highway 31 Maiden series up at Hillsford a couple of weeks ago. I think there's going to be some really good talent come from that. So I'd say they'd be the highlights at this point in time. And we're going to back in the guest callers, Greyhound, or the guest we had on a moment ago, Jamie Ennis with Old News to win at Warrnambool. Beautiful. Uh, someone asking if you have any tips for Warrnambool, Matty uh, in Geelong, but I, I imagine you've only focused your attention on Sandown Park due to you calling there? Yeah, look, I, as I say, Old News would be my best uh, best bet of the night. That's that's down there. It's a dollar sixty-five. It's pretty short, but I just think the, the way the race is going to play out, Dr. Riker, number three, is going to lead. Old News is going to cart straight up to second placing, and I think from there it's going to be hard to beat. And mm. if, if you're able to bet top tote, you're currently looking at about 165, 130 a place. Um, I think old news top tote could end up paying two dollars and a dollar forty a place. So right. if you were to have a fifty each way, it's going to become a, a pretty profitable nine if, if old news can get the job done. But make sure you gamble responsibly, yes. whatever you decide. Absolutely. Hey Jimmy, it's been fantastic. We've got about a minute and a half or so. It's been fantastic getting you back on. I I feel like we haven't spoken in so long. I guess it has been a month, but. Um, I hope you enjoyed being back on, mate, because it was yes. a pleasure for me. And you're right about our little multi thing that we were going to do. We did it once, and then we haven't done it since. But hopefully we'll get to do it again. Yeah, mate. There's uh, there's plenty of opportunities. And when we bounce back after the spring carnival, I'm, I'm sure we'll come back bigger and better than ever. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. Hey, uh, thank you again, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, we'll speak after the spring carnival. As I said, uh, thrill of the chase. Just going to go on a little hiatus from here with the... The Spring Carnival coming up. We're going to go later into the evening with the racing. But, hey, happy calling tonight. And uh, it's a pleasure, as always, to talk to you. We'll talk Thanks, to you mate. I might even bounce back and, and give, a, give a thoroughbred tip in the gallops over the next few weeks Good as well. Man. So stay tuned. Good man. James Vandermark joining us there. As always, you'll hear him throughout the evening on the Sandown Park coverage as well. So make sure you tune in to that. We've got about 40 seconds or so left in tonight's program. Don't forget... The Lids Fly is coming your way next. We're not far away from that. That is going to be one to behold. Boddington, is, he's in the house. A Bayer going to be moments away. I imagine he's just behind this door. And the Watchdog, who overran them last night, uh, last week, I should say, by the barest of margins. Boddington led their tipping comp the entire way. And then it was the Watchy that was able to overrun them. So stay tuned for that because that is a guaranteed fill-up as well. It's been a massive day by David Taggart. He's won two quaddies. He won two yesterday, but a big old day 
from the boys. Make sure you stay tuned tomorrow as well. Campbell Brown's back. Uh, Bonners and Nikita with uh, with Trot's Life. Don't forget the Tassie Racing Show. Campbell Brown, Cam Luke throughout the day. And a big weekend of racing coming your way here on SEN Track. We've got, SEN, uh, tra- we've got Saturday Trackside. Taggart, Luke, O'Donnell, maybe Paddy Garshagan. We're not 100% sure. Thanks for your company right across the country. Lids fly. Coming your way next. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91